is a god of the game. Is this the beginning of the end for Ole? The Manchester United manager has more questions than answers after their disappointing loss against Leicester, which also ended their record unbeaten away run. Unlike United, Barcelona and Juventus turned the corner with their impressive wins against Valencia and Roma respectively. We also look at our early predictions for the NBA season and the Thomas and Uber Cup updates. Also, we'll look at the upcoming T20 World Cup. Let's go! Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Sports Charcha where like every other week we are going to cover all the sporting action that happened across the weekend which includes football of course but we are also going to talk about the NBA season that's going to start there is some badminton and of course there is cricket also now to do that like every time let's welcome Ishan to the show Hi guys hope you had a great week uh, we've, we're really excited about talking about this episode, some really great games. So excited to get started. So we'll start obviously with the English Premier League. Now, not many uh, big games, big games as in against a top four or the top two. But the game that attracted everyone's attention was obviously Leicester City versus Manchester United for many reasons. For the issues that Manchester United have with injuries, with form, etc., but I was surprised to see Maguire on the starting lineup. Was that a mistake or what did you think? Meaning, I don't think there's a, even a doubt about it after seeing Maguire play. Uh, he was not fit. He actually had only one practice session post his recovery. And I think uh, Ole missed a step uh, in selecting him uh, in the starting lineup, especially against his old side, who know him very well in terms of his strengths and weaknesses. Uh I think Ole's made a lot of missteps, but I I have a question. Like, you know, this United started off great. It was the Ronaldo fever. Uh, but do you think this slump is more down to the players or the manager? Because we'll talk about the game in a bit, but I want this question. It's been bugging me. So, what do you think? So, it's not one or the other. So, if I have to split, I would say 60% manager and 40% player or 65-35. See, the reason why I give... 35 of players is obviously he's missing some key players. Varan missing Varan in defense is a big problem for Manchester United. So that is something we have already known. So on that side, I would say give 35 of player. But on the other hand, you still have someone like Bai, someone like Lindelof who can defend decently. They are not bad defenders. I mean, look at Tuchel, right? Uh, Thiago Silva wasn't available because he was uh, he was with Brazil team, so he wasn't available for the game. He, he gave confidence to someone like Shalaba, played him in defense. Like that kind of coaching is missing with Ole. So I would give 65% the manager. He should have understand what's going on. He should have seen the problems. After the second goal, he should have seen the problems. He should have, uh, he should have made changes. He should have made changes to formation, etc. To, to get this sorted. So it was pretty disappointing to watch. I think the biggest failing right now is you have to talk about United is their complete lack of midfield. Uh, Pogba, although being the highest assist uh, guy in the Premier League, I feel is almost like a headless chicken in this, the way United set up. Uh, a 3-4-2-1 format doesn't really suit him because they don't have a defensive midfielder like he has for France next to him. Like when he plays for France, he's got N'Golo Kante 
you know, covering up for all his so that he can go forward. Here, he is the defensive midfielder, so to speak, especially in this side. And I think it's not his role. Uh, with Bruno coming in, playing the number 10 role, uh, Pogba cannot, I don't think, is comfortable playing a deep-lying midfielder. Uh, in fact, it's ironic. Yuri Tielemans, who scored a wonder goal, is literally the exact player United are lacking right now in their squad. Uh and there were some really good goals in the game. But, you know, I think that's where Ole has some big problems uh, right now. That's in midfield because they just don't have enough, you know, strength going, you know, defending, uh, holding the line before it goes to the defense. Plus, they're not supplying enough to Ronaldo. So, Ronaldo is also left alone for most of the match. Yeah. And also, uh, this month, in fact, this entire next one, one and a half months, United have... Uh, a, a really tough fixture list. We, we talked about it, I think, during our last episode or the episode before that, how tough United's fixture list are and how challenging it's going to be for Ole to come out of it alive. Uh, it's going to be a big, big task for United. In fact, they have a game, a uh, midweek Champions League game uh, against Atlanta tomorrow night. In fact, today is 19th October, Tuesday. So tomorrow night, they have their third Champions League games against Atlanta. And after that, in the weekend, they have the big one against Liverpool. So, not getting at least one victory out of this two will start the chatter amongst fans. In fact, a, a majority section of the fans have already started talking about uh, is Ole deserve, does Ole deserve to continue as a Manchester United manager? But if he doesn't get a favourable result in the next two games... Uh, that uh, chatter is going to get louder and louder and louder. But I don't think the board will take a knee-jerk reaction and uh, fire him soon. At least until January. I don't see them firing him at least until I'll, January. I'll tell you how this month. I'll tell you how this month is looking like for United. They have Atlanta now, Liverpool. Then they have Spurs. Then they have Watford, and then they have Man City. Yeah. Uh, so. Meaning it's make or break for Ole. I still don't see him getting the boot, uh, no matter what happens, because I find it difficult that they lose all their six games. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be tough and nobody would want to replace him right now. So I think they'll still somehow manage with him till the season. The only thing I might see it breaking is if they're not in the run for a Champions League spot you know, almost by the end of the season. That's when I think it will be real pressure for him. But on the other side, congratulations to Leicester. They actually had not a great run, uh, not a great start to the season, but they have actually picked up with this win. So, big ups for them, big ups for Brendan, Roger, Brendan Rogers, <laughs> Telemans, uh, Vardy, Madison, all had a really, really brilliant game. Now, the other results, the other table topper, Chelsea had... A lucky win against Brentford. I mean, we have all seen how Brentford has been playing this season. They have been exceptional. They have been bold. They have been in your face. And they almost snatched it from Chelsea. If not for some exceptional goalkeeping by Edward Mendy. Otherwise, Chelsea would have easily lost the game. I'm not, I won't, I'm not even talking about draw. They would have easily lost the game. But... Do you see cracks? I mean, we talked about cracks opening up in this Chelsea team. Uh, do you see the cracks widening? Uh, so, yes and no. I would 
Brentford we knew is going to be a tough challenge and now with the like when with the way Eduardo Edward Mendy is playing he for me one of the most informed goalkeepers in the world right now uh i think what the, what tukel might be a little concerned it concerned with is lukaku uh because any call it out post match that lukaku's unselfish uh if you got ben chilwell scoring goals every game i'm not too worried about lukaku not scoring meaning that sounds really gra- great for the press but you spend a 100 million plus on a forward and he's not you know he started off well but not scoring that much it will be a concern definitely down when it comes down to the big games right he's already uh, zero and one in a big game this season with man city they lost that game uh, they're going to have other big games uh, the big players need to show up so yes it will be a concern but i think they want to keep winning these smaller games or in quotations i would say smaller games uh, get those three by three points in the place because these big teams the other big teams are dropping points there now the game of the weekend by far the best game of the weekend was aston villa versus wolves aston villa were leading 2-0 up to the eight, until the 80 80th or the 79th minute but wolves came back in the last whatever 15 minutes with the 5 minutes of extra time scoring three goals and winning the game 3-2 uh just to remind you guys is also what we call as the midlands derby uh it's a big derby uh in in that area so it was a great game uh, i was a, it, i don't think it was even uh, telecasted in india at least not on star sports but it was an exceptional game other big uh, results liverpool defeated watford final mane has scored 100 goals he has become the third african to score 100 goals in premier league city versus burnley city 2 burnley nil the only surprise of this game was it wasn't a final it just ended as a 2 nil otherwise nothing unusual happened there we will just finish english premier league with the final game or not the final game in fact it was a sunday night game it happened between newcastle and tottenham this game uh grabbed headlines for many reasons one is obviously the saudi takeover that has been going on for the last two weeks but on the other side there was uh, almost an unfortunate incident in the stands there was a fan who collapsed in the middle of the game but it was but sergi region the tot the tottenham uh, left back actually spotted something going on in the stands he was smart enough uh, quick enough to stop the game and uh, eric dyer went and got uh, the immediate medical assistance and, and and we got to know that the fan is now actually good uh, he's uh, he's he's stable in fact in fact one of the main doctors kema was a fan himself he was he's the doctor of the middlesbrough youth academy uh, and he came out he was watching the game and he actually did the cpr to the fan so you know big ups to him great uh, great he got a great reception as well after that so yeah it was a it was a very scary moment uh, but you know at the end he's fine he's stable so it ended well i think before we close out the premier league i just wanted to talk about uh, the arsenal game uh, because we had lacazette scored dramatically in the 96th minute to save arteta again in a way and it, by the way it was lacazette's first goal of the season so it was a game against crystal palace who was managed by patrick vieira uh, an arsenal legend uh, so it was a great game if you guys watch the highlights some lot of drama because arsenal are so bad uh, defensively asked um, you know crystal palace had a lot of chances so it's a good highlight to watch do check it out 
So the table uh, now reads like this. Chelsea first, Liverpool second, City third, Brighton fourth, Tottenham fifth and United sixth after the end of game week eight. So that's about it for the English Premier League. In the next section, we will cover the weekend games, the four weekend games we talked about during our previous episode to watch out for. So the first game was the big one in Serie A. It is the old lady Juventus versus Roma. Juventus under the coaching of Allegri played Roma under Mourinho. This has a lot of history, a lot of history in terms of Mourinho versus the UA crowd. In fact, there were images that uh, Mourinho were showing uh, three uh, fingers, three fingers to, to, to the UA crowd, uh, telling them that he won a triple with Inter uh, 11 years back. But the game ended 1-0. In fact, Mourinho was kind of out-Mourinho'd by Allegri. Uh, were you able to catch this match? I saw it wasn't a spectacle, but it was a very tight game. It was a typical Allegri team versus a Mourinho team. And uh, I think we've said this, a typically uh, an Allegri team that starts really badly, finishes really well. And I think that's how it happened. You know, whatever the criticism both of us and the rest of the world has laid against Juventus, man for man, they still have a stronger squad. So And they just played better on that day. And, you know, they had a great game. Uh, solid game, clean sheet. So I don't think Mourinho also would be too perturbed by this result because when you come into a season, when he was evaluating the season before it started, he said, okay, I'm not going to win three points in this game. Let me plan otherwise. So not much. It's not altered his plans. It's just that Juventus, the way Juventus played since the beginning, I think must have given a lot of other people hope. The game was talked about for one massive controversial moment. Uh, what exactly happened was Mkhitaryan was fouled by Shesni uh, inside the penalty box. But the ball went to Tammy Abraham and he slotted that into the net. But the referee blew the whistle before Abraham played that, in fact, scored that goal. And it became a penalty instead of a goal, which was then saved by Shesni. I was watching it live. It was really bizarre for me. Uh, it was very obvious that the referee should have played advantage and given the goal to Roma. But rules are rules. He blew the whistle before he kicked the ball. So it became a penalty. And unfortunately for Roma, Chesney saved it. Chesney, to point out, had a very horrible start. But he has actually done really well over the last two, three games. Now, the next game that we talked about was... Another Rome team, which is Lazio versus Inter. This was a shocker. I thought Inter will do better. In fact, they scored the first goal. They uh, they scored the first goal within like 15 minutes or something like that. But impressive comeback by Lazio. Impressive comeback. And I think they were the much better side in the second half. And I think more than the result, I think everyone's talking about the sending off uh, that happened. <laughs> which I have no idea... Why would anyone do that for people who didn't who didn't catch the game? Uh, Felipe, who is the Lazio defender, uh, went and celebrated a Lazio goal by jumping onto Correa, who's the new who's a new Inter player. He was ex Lazio, and those two are really good friends. And uh, j- jumped onto his back to celebrate, and he got sent off for doing that. I mean. Sometimes the world of football throws these gems at you. I don't. I just want to leave it at that. 
Yeah, I mean, it was not just Korea who went back to Lazio. It was the inter coach, Inzaghi himself, going back That's to his true. previous team. Now, this is where I have a bit of, I have to congratulate uh, Sari a bit. Uh, he has come against two big coaches, uh, big teams uh, in the last three weeks, three, four weeks. One was against Roma, now against Inter. And both the games, his team uh, came out as the winner. So, I am totally looking forward to other big games against Lazio. I don't know when Lazio versus Juve. I don't know when Lazio versus Napoli. I'm totally looking forward to Lazio's games this this season. Now, talking about Napoli, what an impressive start. 8 out of 8. Uh, 99 out of 100 times a team which has 8 on 8 in, their, in, in the beginning of the season, you will expect them to go on and win the title. But uh, Napoli is one in a hundred team. They can. If there is one team that can screw up even from this position, it's Napoli. So I will hold my uh, uh, my predictions for Napoli. But good on them. Eight on eight. It's not. It's not easy. Very good on them. Hope they might. Hope they continue this great run. So the Serie A table now reads like this. As I said, Napoli on top, 8 on 8. Milan second, who had an impressive comeback against Verona, going 2-0 down, uh, coming back and winning the game 3-2. Inter Milan third. Roma fourth. They are still in and around that top four area. Lazio after that impressive performance fifth. Atlanta sixth and Juventus seventh. The third big game of the weekend was in La Liga. It was the big one. Barcelona versus Valencia. When Valencia scored the first goal, I was like, okay, same old, same old story. Nothing's changed. This is going to be a massacre again. But what happened after that, I was actually surprised to see Barca play like that. It was very good. I hope this continues. I hope this is not just a flash in the pan. But this is, uh, I think this is where, you know, both Barcelona and Real Madrid show their metal and their scale. This is just before a Clasico, you know. Traditionally, just before a Clasico, one team is in dire straits and the other team is doing really well. This time it was Barcelona uh, who were, you know, had a really bad string of results. But I think it's the Ansu Fati effect. Uh, him coming back from injury, he actually scored a goal. Uh, they they played really positive football, which is very rare to see in at least in the last couple of years against with Kuman. Uh, but I think Fati doing so well. Aguero got his first game like appearance for uh, Barcelona, so things are going in the right direction for Barcelona. Uh, the big miss, and I think for them right now, especially for the Clasico, would be there will be no Pedri. There will be no be no Araujo. So those are going to be two major losses for them because Araujo has been, I think, one of the hidden starlets for Barcelona this season that nobody talks about. Uh, he's been so solid in defense. He's actually made PK look better than he actually is as a defender. And they're going to miss him. But let's talk about this game. 3-1, a well-deserved victory. A very good morale boost for the fans as well as the players. Great, great. Now, this actually sets up the Classico brilliantly, which is going to happen next week. We will cover, we'll have a nice section on Classico in our next episode because, look, there have been many football rivalries over the year, but Classico is always a Classico. So, it's always close to our hearts, uh, Ishan and I, personally speaking. So, we will talk about the Classico in the next episode. Now, to finish off La Liga, Real Sociedad. One thing, one thing, Bala. 
Bala, I want to add one thing. This is going to be the first Clasico since you and I have known each other that there will be no Ronaldo and Messi. I mean, not no Ronaldo and Messi in the teams itself. There has been a Clasico before in the eleven in the yeah. starting eleven. They were in there, but uh, first time not Ronaldo as a Real Madrid player and Messi as a Barcelona player. That's true. Yeah. So yes, we will talk about Clasico more. in our next episode now to round off the league table real sociedad are on top uh, in fact they played one game extra real madrid's game got postponed because of the south american players uh, coming back late after their international games real madrid second sevilla third atletico madrid fourth barcelona right now are on seventh now the fourth game which we thought will be a great game will be a great contest because it's between the number 1 and number 2 teams in bundesliga ended like a number 1 versus number 2 game in bundesliga every year bayern won 5-1 <laughs> bayern why they should have forfeited the game after the first half because i have actually i saw i saw the highlights of this game i've never seen a more dominant first place versus second place match in a really long time uh bayern munich was just they were playing out from another planet the football they were playing uh, lewandowski muller nabri uh, all of them were just like absolutely demolishing leverkusen and it was i think one of the most one sided top top tier games we've seen in the you know in the recent in my recent memory uh, but this is bayern munich man like what do you expect from them you know they're just getting better and better and i think they are adding a different element against uh, with nagelsman they're more of a unit uh, if i remember bayern with hansi flick they were serial winners but there were some you know some players who were not there yet some friction internal friction but right now everyone is just going all guns blazing and it's a really scary prospect for obviously not in germany they're going to win the bundesliga but for europe as well now that is impressive on bayern they rightfully are on top of bundesliga right now followed by dortmund leverkusen and freiburg surprisingly they are on fourth the nba season starts tomorrow 5 am for indian viewers the first game is between the current champions milwaukee bucks versus brooklyn nets so ishan what are your early predictions i think to start i think this season probably has a lot of controversy before the seasons actually began and we spoke about this you know with the covid uh, you know vaccination issues uh, you know star players not want, wanting you know trying to force a trade and unlike in football it's not that easy to do in the nba i'm talking about ben simmons with the 76ers uh but if i have to give my early you know early season predictions what am i who am i looking forward to watch is the golden state warriors because clay thompson after a year long acl injury is back so the splash brothers which is stephen stephen curry and clay thompson are going to be playing together after one year which is obviously the most exciting thing in basketball watching those two play together but when i look at the western conference uh on paper lakers look the strongest team because they just have a lot of superstars but that never means anything uh, in the nba uh, i think for the western conference my money is going to be uh, on on the you know the golden state warriors because they 
they're just a solid unit and they've got a great great uh, rookie season like last couple of season they've got great rookies playing for them so i'm excited to watch them i think they're going to go really far in the western conference in the eastern conference giannis antetokounmpo any team that he plays for is the favorite so milwaukee bucks defending champions they're going to look strong but there are the brooklyn nets the brooklyn nets have kevin durant who for me is the best player in nba and one of my all time favorite players as well uh if he gets going if he doesn't get injured he is my mvp prediction for this season and as a result brooklyn nets will be a strong team as well so really excited for this season uh it's going to be it's a long season guys uh week 1 week 2 unlike in football you can't say very much mm-hmm. until like the all star game which happens like 5 months down the line so till then i'm not going to say any prediction but these are my high level calls great so that's starting tomorrow so ishan if our listeners want to watch want to catch some of this nba action in india especially how can they do where can they find live action so for avid fans who you know want to get up early in the morning to watch these games live i would recommend you download the nba app uh, there's a pay per view uh, functionality there you can catch that uh, there are other apps as well where you can you know catch like a pay per view uh, some of them are indian uh, owned apps i'll we can put that link on our you know spotify uh, on our podcast uh, bio uh, but for people who are the casual casual watchers youtube is your best bet uh, 130 minutes or 15 minutes after a game is finished the whole highlights are uploaded onto the nba official channel uh, that's where mostly where i watch a majority of the regular season games because you know getting up in the morning for 82 games is just uh, not a feasible thing so i would recommend youtube and for the playoffs i would recommend the nba app it's it's amazing awesome that's about it for nba the other major tournament the t20 world cup has already started in fact the qualifiers are going on where we have eight teams fighting for four spots and we have eight other confirmed teams who are playing warm up games against themselves now the actual tournament is going to start on 23rd october in fact on 24th october we have india versus pakistan so we will cover all that in our next episode Now during our previous episode we were talking about the Thomas and the Uber Cup it's completed the Thomas Cup the men's team was won by the Indonesian men's team they defeated the defending men's champions China in the finals and in the women's side the Uber Cup was won by China who defeated the defending women's champion Japan for the Indian contingent for both men and women we both lost in the quarter finals uh women we spoke about it the last week they a uh, lost to the defending champions Japan and the Indian men's team they lost to Denmark in the quarter finals now for avid badminton fans there is a Denmark open going on we have all big names playing there we have Sindhu who was already qualified for pre quarter finals there is Sai Pranith all of them are playing so watch out for that it's on hotstar So that's about it for episode 40 guys in fact tonight the champions league midweek games are starting in fact once already two games have already started actually uh, club brugge and man city has already started man city are leading 2-0 towards the end of first half uh, the other games between besiktas and sporting uh, portugal uh, sporting is 3-1 up the big games that are going to happen one is happening tonight in fact 
two games. One is the Atletico Madrid versus Liverpool. Remember last time when they met, Atletico defeated Liverpool in the pre-quarter finals. And the other good game, I would say, a great game for neutrals will be Ajax versus Dortmund. Both are excitingly attacking team with uh, really really poor defense <laughs> so uh, lots of goals confirmed there's lots of goals i'm i'm looking forward to a haaland hat trick at least so ishan any other big games that you will be watching out for not a big game but i'm just going to be watching my madrid play because i'm worried they're playing shakhtar donetsk and uh, donetsk are on a two game winning streak against real madrid from the group stages last year and we are not in the best of form so all eyes on benzema as usual to save us so those are the games for you to watch out guys so we'll come back on thursday or on friday to talk about all the midweek champions league games we will talk about what's going to happen in the t20 world cup and more importantly we will cover this bazooka of a weekend for sports so until then it's bye from bala and bye from ishan guys have a great week ahead Thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to. It not only helps us but also helps new listeners to find our podcast easily. You can also reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at the rate sports charcha. A big shout out to the Jam Room Audio for our theme music. You can follow the Jam Room on Facebook at the rate the Jam Room Audio. Bye.